Today on the post game, we recap this past weekend of games, including Sunday's catastrophe. We discuss the upcoming weekend of games. We also get into the Red Truck Twitter beef of the week involving Nick via Ricochet Shot. Um, we test out a new segment called Cloud Police. I think you guys will have a lot of fun with that. Um, we also tease out some really exciting stuff. I'm going to keep it as a surprise, but we have a lot of cool stuff in the works for you guys. Um, and then we wrap this all up with an awesome interview with Dan Bucaro. Welcome to another episode of the post game. Really excited. Um, I put my body through an absolute blender. I haven't gone back to back nights uh, drinking that much since literally maybe college. So I was hurting. I missed a lot. I was playing catch up pretty much the entire weekend. How was yours? Uh, my weekend was good. I actually like sent it pretty deep on Friday, but then didn't do anything Saturday. And it was actually a great experience. Cause Sunday I woke up like a new man and like, didn't have any Sunday scaries. I just like, I wasn't productive per se, but it was just like a different perspective on the weekend. That's uh, I've, I've been a big fan of Friday and then Saturday, you just uh, send it like earlier in the day and then cool off waking up on Sunday, not hungover is still something I'm getting used to. Um, and it's phenomenal every single time. So yeah, I had a, I had a family poker game on Friday night and then, uh, we went over to some friend's house and it was like the, Oh yeah, you know, we'll stop by. And then we ended up staying the night and just, just doing dumb shit, pretending like we were in college. Um, so Sunday was really tough for me. That was the first time I've thrown up from a hangover in quite a while. So credit to me for, uh, acting like I was 21 and getting humbled and put in my place. Um, <laughs> in addition to drinking too much, this was actually a pretty fun weekend from, um, uh, just like from a group chat perspective, a lot of buzz, uh, a lot of good games, uh, upsets, Evan, you suck. And Syracuse is an embarrassment. We'll get into that in a little <laughs> bit, but, um, we are in the process of setting up a fantasy lacrosse league. And this was our dry run weekend. It was a blast. Seriously. We're getting ready to roll this out. Um, if you want to get involved, tweet us, uh, you know, DM us, get involved. And, um, and we'll have some more details on that. Probably, uh, you know, this week, but I had a blast with that. In addition to that, we kind of started a little pick em. Um, I got invited by a good buddy to just kind of, you know, each game has its point allocations, who has the most saves, who has the most points. Um, I did horrendous. I finished second to last with sound guy finishing dead last. Evan, how'd you uh, wind up with that? Uh, I didn't look yet, but I want to pull it up now, but I do know that I had Jake Carraway as my points like there's one thing like you pick all the games but then you also pick who's gonna have the most saves and then what player is gonna have the most points against what team and i picked jake caraway and i know he had nine points so that was kind of a shot in the dark just because i thought nova was gonna stink and they certainly did um so yeah i'm not sure i did overall but i was really proud of that call after humbling yeah, you uh, someone <laughs> someone crushed it um so i'm i'm looking at the spreadsheet right now the winner had 27 points you had 22 um, and I had 13, so I didn't, I did not do very well. Um, but Hey, room for improvement. And it's fun to just get back out there and, uh, and start gambling a little bit. Uh, not that we're actually putting money on it. That would be, you know, conflict of interest, but just, you know, we're having a good time with it. Got to cover our asses there. Um, but seriously, this, this dry run of the, uh, of fantasy was a blast. Uh, we entered our lineups, was it, we able to track it and that was fun. 
Um, and I did win that. That was just, you know, among, uh, it was me, you, Bailey, uh, a couple other close friends. And that was a blast. So yeah, stay tuned I actually didn't that. set my lineup. So <laughs> I forgot to set my lineup. <laughs> yeah. Which is fair. You know, you had, you had a yeah. big game, you had a big weekend, but it so is, we'll... it is going to be fun for, I mean, I'm assuming all the listeners are completely cross rats. So you guys are going to have a great time doing this. You can, you know, make your own leagues with your buddies, track it all year. Um, you know, we, you have, you have your pick of like the best players in the country. So, uh, it was really fun. We, uh, we have a pretty good model in place to make sure all the players are valued well and it, it's pretty good structure. So, uh, we're just working out the kinks, but like Nick said, we'll roll out tutorials and how to play and, and all that, um, in the coming days. So that is, that is coming up and something really exciting and new. It was even fun Look at to us, revolutionizing the sport. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was fun too, just to have the fantasy sports platform, but putting college like lacrosse players in there, um, like choosing Duke's defense. I was like, huh, that's something I I've been playing fantasy sports for a while just kind of cool to have it be on lacrosse so i i'm excited for it to be janky and uh and yeah we'll uh we'll keep you posted and rolling out let's dive into the games evan i don't know how many you watched i was only able to catch highlights of a couple um whether it was stream issues whether i was too hungover um i don't know how much how much did you catch this weekend I caught a good amount. Um, I guess we could start with with Hopkins, Ohio State. I think that was kind of the first big game of the weekend. Hopkins stinks. Uh, I think that's the consensus. I, this would be a lot more fun if Syracuse didn't lose. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were, like, high on Hopkins. They did have, like, a lot of people returning a lot of uh, – not a lot of, but, like, good transfers as well. Think about how bad this scenario is, by the way. So the starting goalie for Hopkins is a grad transfer from Ohio State. And he's a starting goalie on Ohio State the past, like, two years, I think. And then transferred to Hopkins and just got fucking shelled by, like, all his buddies at home. Like, his season opener at Hopkins. So I was thinking about it during the game. Like, why would you ever transfer, like, in conference to a team that you're not sure is, like, going to be that good? But... At the end of the day, there weren't that many options. I feel like all the really good schools have really good goalies. So I think he's kind of jammed up there. I guess he could have transferred to fucking Denver, but uh, <laughs> join their That's like, that was one thing. Austria. Watching that game. Yeah. Watching that game, I was just like, holy shit. I couldn't imagine being these kids. Like, I couldn't imagine transferring to like UNC and then playing Syracuse and just getting fucking lit up. Uh, but, you know, tough game for, for that kid. Uh, Kirsten, I think his name is. Uh, but, you know, hopefully it, it looks up from here. But, Hopkins did not look too good, and, and Ohio State looked like a wagon and had the best jerseys of the weekend. Did you get a chance yeah. to see those? Yes, I did. Actually, you know, I hate to compliment Ohio State on anything, but absolutely ridiculously good job with those jerseys. I'm always curious to to comment on yours. Like, I wonder, like, how the, the transfer portal works. Like, was there communication with Ohio State where they were like, yeah, we might not have a season, and Hopkins was, like, trying to get everyone – um, I, I just really don't know uh, any of the back end because in, in any other scenario, I can't imagine if there was a goalie that transferred to like, yeah, like you said, Cuse or Duke or something, and we lit them up. I'd be talking the most shit of anyone that ever has lived in planet Earth. Right. But with COVID, I feel like there might be passes where it's like, ah, you know, hey, buddy, you know, <laughs> tough, tough go there. You know, <laughs> see you after the game or something like that. Um, so I don't know. I either think way, was, all I think around he graduated. Tough I think it's because he graduated, but yeah, I don't know. I, I probably would have just transferred to like anywhere else 
Um, Hopkins is also like this blue blood, like on the outs. So they've, they've been pretty disappointed the past few years. So just setting yourself up to get chirped, but hopefully they turn it around. I'm certainly never betting on them again. Cause that was fucking pathetic. Well, it's, it, it sucks ass too, because, uh, John Grant Jr. There and John Cohen, former outlaws GM is there. So now I feel really conflicted shitting on Hopkins as much as I want to with their stupid song. And oh, look at our tradition, even though we get our balls kicked the last five years, um so you know what i'll keep it to a minimum for the first weekend but if this streak continues apologies in advance to junior and john um but you know i'm not gonna withhold talking shit just because i like you two individuals um and i just love seeing hopkins lose i they're my favorite team to watch lose and that includes denver and du and or denver and duke and all those teams so Suck it, Hopkins. You guys are 0-1. Congrats on uh, being Blue Bloods on the way out like Q's is. Um, UVA is sick. Yeah. They are the real deal. Um, I have them until Notre Dame shows their uh, shows their hand a little bit this weekend. I have UVA winning it, winning it all. I'm not excited about Q's playing UVA this weekend. Um, but, yeah, they, they look great. I, I thought that um, – I also think Loyola looks really good. I'm like excited for Loyola to get moving. They're kind of like my dark horse uh, pick to to make some noise, but they, they like they looked pretty good until like the very end of it, and UVA just showed like that they're an elite team. But uh, Matt Moore is Loyola's not in the probably, ACC though. What are you doing? Yeah, sorry, sorry, shit. Uh, <laughs> Matt Moore is probably my favorite player. That's not Brennan O'Neill and not on Syracuse. Um, he's just like fun to watch, and he's also like your like traditional lacrosse player just like so good at everything um and it's it's just like i, I don't want to say it reminds me of steel stanwick but like he just can do everything so it kind of he kind of has those vibes so it, it's fun to watch because i feel like the game got away from that a little bit um but yeah he's he's good they're a fucking wagon i'm very nervous about them going into the carrier dome with with q's kind of limping into that one <laughs> yeah you guys you guys are screwed um and then <laughs> i don't know about that Still hammering money line. <laughs> hey, good for you. Good for you. Uh, you speaking of wagons, UNC, uh, UNC Virginia, uh, you know, shit. That's just unbelievable. I don't know. I, I know, yeah, really hot take. The ACC is going to eat each other, but UVA and UNC these first two weeks have been absolutely ridiculous. Um, and side note, we kind of have uh, uh, two little fanboys on UNC's team. Um, Will Perry and Ryan O'Connell. Um, first off, thanks Commodore for interacting Perry. with everything that we do. Huh? Commodore Perry is his nickname. I'm starting it now. All right. It's good. actually Matthew, Commodore. Matt Perry. Is it Matt Perry? Chris Perry? I can't remember what the name of the fucking NHL player is, but we'll call Will Perry Commodore Perry. All right. There we go. We'll start. We'll start. And we'll have Commodore Perry. We'll have center. Commodore Perry on one of these days. Tell you what, we won't even promote it. Uh, if if hey, if you hear this, just DM us and we'll have you on next episode. Um, so now we'll see if he's a real fan if he's actually listening. Um, also, if you're listening too, and when we get you on, you need to start uh, clouding us up a little bit. All right, we need the hashtag protect us solo hashtag draft Malloy movements. Um, and listen, I know I've been trashing UNC for the better part of a decade now because I hate that goalie and I hate Evan Connell. Um, but you know what? I'll be the first person to admit I'll, you know, extend the olive branch. I'll put my hand across the aisle. 
you get behind that movement. I will, uh, I will stop shitting on UNC behind everybody's back. And as a tradition, every time I talk about how shitty of a program UNC is, uh, Joey Sankey is immune from that. He's a great guy. So Joey, you're free. Um, but seriously, Will and Ryan reach out to us. We have some ideas we want to run by you. So let's get on it. So I want to talk about your boy next, Jules, clouding up Rutgers, <laughs> crowning Rutgers as national champs after beating Penn State. Oh, okay. Um, th- there is a certain group of players on Twitter that I swear to God, if I knew how to like code, I could write the easiest algorithm. <laughs> if Rutgers wins, you quote tweet it with this team is sick, like, watch out, we're going to make some noise this year. And it's mostly Rutgers alum, and it's mostly Penn State alum. I don't know why it's those two that are the most uncreative, like, oh, really? Shocking you're supporting your alumni in the most boring way. Jules is the number one offense for, yo, Rutgers is sick this year. Uh, and that's it. I'm like, dude, can you be creative? Like him and Amit had that, that bet or whatever. And it was like $20 versus a hundred dollars, something. I was expecting like some pretty good shit talk. And every time it just ended up being so flat. Like, yeah. It's like the bleacher report comment section. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I actually really like Amit. And of course I like Jules, even though I tried to fight him in training camp two years ago. Um, but like between him and like Garenly and there just kind of becomes these robotic watch out. Penn state is going to be good this year. Like, Oh no, we <laughs> lost. The boys will have to bounce back. I'm like, dude, you got, you got to mix it up. Um, so maybe we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take Jules and do some, some social media training on how to be better jackasses, but I'll just say Ryan, Ryan Keenan, um, Ryan Keenan from Penn state. He's a Penn state alum. He's actually pretty funny. He's got a funny Twitter. He chirped uh, Rutgers pretty good because Rutgers has like, I don't know, like 25th years. And he was just like, Rutgers is turning into the Thursday night, like 25 and up beer league uh, after they beat the shit out of Penn State, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, so he's got a, it's not, we don't want to, we don't want to generalize here. Like it's not all Penn State alums. It's just uh, the ones with the biggest followings. I, uh, I also, yeah, it's, um, Shit, where was I going with that? I have I have no idea. My brain is still kind of mush from this weekend. But between uh, – just between all these, like, so, there are so many different creative ways to do it, and it, I don't know why it always just ends up being Rutgers and Penn State. Um, I loved your dig, too, where it kind of sucks as a Notre Dame alum to be like, ha-ha, like, look at Rutgers and Penn State who, you know, are not going to win at all this year at all. <laughs> like arguing about it that's so petty oh, right yeah and i have zero <laughs> national championships in my program history so it's always a tough look to try and be holier than thou while you're pretty much the acc equivalent but at least we try to get a little bit more creative so yeah. i love well, that's why them too. like watch out they might make the final four like might, yeah, make, a they might make the playoffs <laughs> That's why I went to Syracuse, <laughs> yeah, just so I could chirp on Twitter that I have national championships that aren't mine. That's a huge recruiting oh. tool, you know. That's why we got Joey Spolina, because he just wants to chirp on Twitter all day. 
<laughs> Look at me and all my national championships of which I contributed to zero, but the history speaks for itself. Again, Syracuse <laughs> lacrosse is Notre Dame football, just writing off the history. <laughs> but whatever. Welcome to the welcome to the painful life. Also, watch out. I didn't really see this game and I didn't see too many highlights, but Georgetown committed Geneva war crimes against Villanova this weekend. Is Georgetown <laughs> sick or is Villanova just absolute trash? I think I think Georgetown's pretty sick, but it might be a combination of both. I admittedly didn't watch this game either, but I had a sense that this is where it was going to go. Georgetown like was I don't know what Georgetown's ranked right now, but they were like good last year. They have everybody coming back for the most part. Um so, I mean, Jake Carroll is a stud, as I mentioned earlier. So, I, I think, like, they have all the tools. Um, so, not too surprising, but they're definitely on Wagon Watch. We'll keep we'll keep watching them. Someone needs to emerge from the Big East to, to be able to play with, with the big boys. So, um, we'll see if that's them or if Denver's going to figure it out. Probably yeah, not Denver, also, though. Uh, <laughs> shout out to um... – Oh my God. UNC defenseman on the kit, Jack Rowlett. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I just <laughs> forgot his name. Uh, shout out to him. You know, he, he joins the Georgetown staff as a defensive assistant and they hold Nova to one goal in their, uh, in their opener. So holy shit, he must be putting something in the water over there. Um, but <laughs> either our, way, our I interviewee, think... our interviewee went to Georgetown, Daniel Bucaro, who we'll get into later, but he probably had a great weekend cheering those guys on. Yeah, being very, very polite and very politically correct, <laughs> not offending Villanova fans, but, but cheering on Georgetown. Um, and then Duke Towson, that was a shit show of a stream. Um, I wasn't streaming it at the time, but apparently, you know, it was just cutting out randomly to Cornell Penn State. Um, and Sound Guy was really pissed off that they missed the first Brennan uh, BTB goal. Um, and I also love too their 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 Twitter account was just uh, just posting as if nothing was going wrong with the stream. Like they were just like, up oh, another goal behind the back, phenomenal, and and it was cutting out. So shout out to them. We're big fans of things that are janky as a janky podcast. So the one credit thing, to them. The one for... thing I have to say to, about that is like everyone is such a dick to those guys. Like it was a free stream. Like, obviously, they should have had it figured out. And, like, if they want to be taken seriously, like, it should not – that shouldn't happen. But, like, we went through all these paywall – like, people complaining about the paywalls and shit. If you want to watch a quality stream of the game, then fucking pay for it. But, like, I love, like, the, like, Twitter warriors who just are, like, waiting to jump on lag sports night. Like, they could have had a flawless broadcast and, like, one thing could, mm. like, maybe a sh small delay and they would have, like, blown it out of proportion um that said it was definitely like a pathetic broadcast but like just like the negativity sometimes towards certain things on like within the lacrosse community on twitter is like ridiculous like you can just tell people are licking their chops waiting to jump all over like us when we're breaking news and we we make a mistake everybody was just waiting for that to happen so maybe i'm, I'm more empathetic now but it was, i was just like can everybody shut off about this yeah, um, I'm not going to compare those two situations, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you die on that hill. I just thought the stream, to your point, it, yeah, it was free. If if you <laughs> – and I, I guarantee the amount of people bitching and the amount of people that didn't pay for the DU stream so that they can right. fund it, are it, that Venn diagram is just a circle. Like right. it's everybody exactly. just bitching about everything. And I love, um, I love the people that – 
you know, I look at college football and college football has live streams, like seven different platforms, this and that. Yeah. No shit. Like what the comparisons and how easy life is for all these sports fans and just how they think it can directly relate to lacrosse. Go fuck yourself. Like, honestly, (laughs) it's as good as it is. Why should it be any better than what it is when you're sitting on your couch for free? Um, so look at us actually agreeing on something, uh, negative but we're trying to be the good guys um but brennan o'neill's btb was sick he's as advertised i mean we we jumped on we were not team brennan out of the box we were team brennan is going to be the best player um and he's as advertised so far yeah i i couldn't agree more um and and you know we we just talked about how shitty of a stream uh lsn was speaking of things that are shitty uh syracuse lacrosse i'll let you (laughs) handle the breakdown of that and army yeah um i mean it opened up and things looked looked the way they should we were dominating the face off x um the middies were like the middies were playing great dordovic was going off um that's like kind of a like pick your poison uh you know I don't think all three guys are going to have a huge game every time, but whoever it is, they're just going to go with the hot hand. So it was Dordovic at the beginning of the game. Um, yeah, I I think the defense just needs to play longer together. Uh, it was it was really hard to watch, though. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. I, I'm not sure why the same thing happened over and over again. Like Army was just kind of picking us apart, and it was like very not pedestrian, but it was just like so simple. Like you could see, like watching the game, you can like see it happening, um, which was like the hardest part. Like you could literally see the cutter from coming from the top side and you're like, okay, like that kid's going to be open in three steps. And sure enough, he was in scoring, um, which was tough. And then on the other end, like just felt like the ball was bouncing army's way the whole time. I got to say like the, I'm all for goalies getting credit, but the amount of credit that the fucking army goalie got was so infuriating because like, he, he was in great position, which is why he was making those saves. But, like, everyone was like, look at how he's seeing the ball. Like, he's playing so great. Like, he's, like, jumping in the air and getting hit in the fucking foot. Like, it was so – the ball was bouncing, like, so out of Cuse's way. It was, like th- – that was the most frustrating part. It was, like, that is not why they're losing. They're losing because they can't get a fucking stop. And they were, like, fucking hitting pipes and hitting this goalie in his fat fucking foot. So, like, that was that was tough to watch. I don't think the offense has any issues. Um my my one call for the rest of the season is like Hiltz and Buttermore, who are on the second line. They need to get like a two man wing game going, and it'll be like one of the most exciting things to watch. Um, but the offense looks fine. I don't know why everybody's on all over the attack. Like, I think they did their job. They had their points. Everyone knows the offense is going to come from the midfield. Um, but the defense, they'll be the first ones to tell you that they they need to figure that out. You can't give up eighteen goals at home. Yeah, no, that's great coaching insight. You can't give up 18 goals at home. I think you're one of the first people to say that. Also, I I love, it's one of my favorite things. Anytime a military academy has a big win on social media, like comparing like the lacrosse game, like, those, you know, do you see the hustle on that ground ball? That's who we want defending our country. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I, I hate the analogy of like, you know, war and, you know, war and sports. And it was, it was really funny too. After like coaching at air force, I'm like some kids, yeah, they're going to go serve and be, you know, overseas and doing awesome stuff. 
like the kid that was talking the most shit on air force is going to work behind a desk, uh, doing acquisitions. Like <laughs> I, I would not defend him against any chirp. So I, I always love when they're like, you know, they look at this scrappy, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I can kind of see it, but you know, come on, don't compare this lacrosse game to what they're going right. to be doing. Overseas. Yeah. I, I just net that comparison never sat right with me. And I know I've talked about it before, but like, that was the team that talked the most shit to me ever when uh, when we were playing them was uh, Navy and Air Force. So I I was always, you know, like shit. All right, let's go out and uh, let's go out and compete against these guys. And, yeah, Army um, was always a tough game. You want to know what pissed me off the most about the game yesterday was like the first quarter when Syracuse was blowing everybody out. Everyone was literally like, oh, like this is the Syracuse team we've been talking about for months. Like it's so good to have them back. And then as soon as they started losing, like all these fuckers came out of the woodwork. The same people who five minutes ago were tweeting, like hyping up the Syracuse team. were like, oh, Cuse is in trouble. Like not as good as you thought they were. Like there's no flip-flopping. Like we have the receipts. I have the receipts. When Syracuse figures it all out, I'm, I'm coming for fucking everybody and it's not going to be pretty. Dude. I've never seen energy shift like that from Such this is going to win the national championship to like fire Desco in the matter of two quarters. Did, did you see the, the Wikipedia edit from Desco? Yeah, that's funny. What is going on? Like <laughs> fellas. And, and I, someone said it, if this was Duke that lost to army, everybody would be like, watch out. They're going to win the national yeah. championship this year. Fuck that too. Yeah. Like, it, Dropping in a game early in the season doesn't matter yeah. at all. Like, in 2017, we lost to Army and then won fucking 13 games in a row and fucking beat everybody, including every ACC team. So, like... Sick brag. No, I mean, I'm, I am going to brag because, like, it's it's just, like, now everybody's writing them off just as quickly as they said they were, like, walking into the Final Four after one quarter of lacrosse. But I'll just... I'll let the play talk. Even if they lose to Virginia this weekend, even though I'm still hammering money line. I don't care. Like they're still going to fucking figure it out. They're still a favorite to make the final four. Yeah. I like, it's my favorite thing to go on and jump to conclusions too. And like, as you know, I don't take anything seriously on Twitter ever. Mostly I was like, ha ha like Syracuse, you guys like completely suck. I know this because of one game. Yeah. And there was, that was, like, that was perfect. Yeah, like there was this guy that was like DMing me and he's like, what the, like, what has Notre Dame ever won? Like this and that. And I'm like, oh my God. Like when people take the bait for stuff like that, it kills me. That said, um, I'm fucking pulling for, for the Air Force Falcons this weekend to kick the shit out of Notre Dame. Dude, I, I <laughs> am really, really scared about this game. And the first person <laughs> I'm coming for is not you. I'm coming for Shane fucking Doss first because I saw him fucking tweeting about Syracuse losing. So he's first and then you. And then I see, he kind of came out of the woodworks too to, to throw a little chirp. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, uh, okay, Shane, I thought we were all just trying to be funny here. Yeah, he's like, great great way to spend your Sunday watching Q's fucking lose or something. It's like, Jesus. So you better <laughs> so hope Notre Dame goes undefeated. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm coming. Dude, and especially like I know we've talked about the gauntlet of the ACC. Oh my god, if Notre Dame drops one of those games before that, well, oh fuck. How could you chirp like that when Sy- you still have to play Syracuse and they already lost a yeah. game this year? They're not gonna lose that's they're not losing like, four or five games. Like, I'll tell you that for free. Well, and and people really don't understand the concept that like if they say it 
it's going to happen to them. Cause I believe me, I wanted to like chirp Syracuse. It's happened so many fucking times, whether it take any sport, any team, anything, as soon as you chirp someone else, like whether they lose the next day, the next week, or like four months down the line, like anytime Notre Dame loses, if we lose in the national championship, if we go undefeated and lose in the natty, I fully expect you to come out of the clouds to go to DOS and be like, oh, yeah, great way to watch, you know, spend Memorial Day. <laughs> so every time you throw out a little jab, you're just going to get it when you're at its lowest. Like, yeah. Um, speaking of jabs, thank you to Red Truck Beef Jerky for providing our bit of the Red Truck Twitter beef of the week, brought to you by Red Truck Beef Jerky. <laughs> This came from the fucking clouds. Yeah, talk about the the clouds. (laughs) Uh, So for those that saw uh, Rick Beardsley ricochet shot of all time, he uh, (laughs) he tweeted at me. I he tweeted at me after Syracuse lost. He was like, uh, like so bad. I'm I'm very embarrassed. Almost as embarrassed as Nick Osello when he ratted out that trade and spoke like misspoke about Teat. I was like, holy shit, Uncle Ricky. Like, when you get into the mimosas a little early. Like, Dude, that was so funny. Just like, what kind of dots was, it, was he trying to connect there? Like, no idea. Syracuse lost. I better go shit on Nick Ocello. On that was so um, funny, dude. Oh, I okay. lost it when I saw that. But yeah, I, I, I mean, truly like I had no idea how to how to respond. And I was I was at a weak moment in my life just with this hangover. I was sitting on the couch sweating. I just ordered Postmates for the second time of the day, which you never want to admit, but it did happen. Um, did you fire and, back or no? No, I just I just hit him with the classic. Like I responded in the comments like I'm so lonely. <laughs> but <laughs> I think a lacrosse but, film study, though, posted like a clip. of Oh, just, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he said something like the players were selfish. I, I feel like he said something like that, like they're playing hero ball. Um, <laughs> lacrosse film study, who I, I think it's run by Adam Gittleman, but don't. I'm not going to spread false rumors on here. But uh, it was a clip of him like pretty much blowing an overtime game in the Final Four in 1994, <laughs> which was just like a fucking hilarious response. Yeah, I and I had nothing to do with that. I was I was just like, dude. I I thought him and I were on relatively good terms. We kind of bantered back and forth, and I, you know, I thought of about a hundred different directions to take it. And I was like, listen, if your team loses and you go to Twitter to ricochet shot someone that has nothing to do with the situation, uh, I figured that I had already won. Like the the real estate is already there, um, but you know, is what it is. And you know what? That is a. Uh, that is the red truck beef jerky twitter beef of the week me versus rick beardsley um but not really let's you. uh <laughs> huh but not really you like you weren't really involved you were just like an innocent bystander of his twitter rant yeah that might be like the red truck twitter ricochet shot of the week <laughs> something like that really rolls off the tongue uh, i just realized yeah. i misspoke and said that notre dame's playing the air force falcons but they're playing bobby mo which is an even scarier game if i'm you yeah, it goes Bobby Moe and then Air Force, right? I don't think they're playing Air Force. It must have got canceled. There goes one it's W. So... You guys aren't making the fucking playoffs. Don't even say that. Come on. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a couple ACCs and that's that's good enough. Yeah, it'll be an interesting year. But I mean, I guess that's a good segue into 
uh, this weekend's games. So we kind of touched on them, but give me your uh, give me your prediction for for Notre Dame, Bobby Mo. I, I know you haven't been too too tapped into this year, but Notre Dame hasn't started yet. I know you've been talking to Ryder and uh, Coach Corgan a little bit about what the team has this year. So why don't you give us your your prediction for that game? Yeah, Ryder Ryder has me very very high on Notre Dame, and I know I've mentioned it on earlier episodes. But the big reason being, we finally have a great faceoff guy and a great goalie. Now the rules have changed, so who knows if the faceoff guy is going to be able to uh, really dominate like he has. But the fact that we even have those two pieces, and of course, you know, like the whole oh Notre Dame's defense, but that is true. And the and the thing that Ryder was saying too is that like he's very high on our attack, which I knew nothing about, but I'll trust Ryder. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) And first game of the year, uh, I'm assuming that it's going to be played indoor in Notre Dame's historically difficult to play in indoor turf. So I have us winning 15 to seven. 15, seven, 15 15 goals from Notre Dame absolutely in in that indoor facility oh yeah it's very very difficult like we played we we never lost there in my four years and we would like we played virginia and we beat them like 18 to 7 and it was only because anything that we shot was going in because the goalies couldn't see it so i feel like cav could have like a 20 minute highlight tape just in that indoor facility (laughs) oh yeah easily and the and the camera angles are all janky and it's going to be this you know shit show of a stream i i can't wait for it so i have us winning um 15 to 7 and then the first game that we play outside i have us winning nine to eight i don't care who it's against cleveland state (laughs) or duke we're winning nine to eight so that's uh that is uh that is my prediction what about you what are the orange going to do against the who's I think this is going to be a classic game. Like, I think it's going to be one of the best games of the year. Um, I mean, Virginia's got to be pissed that Army fucking beat them. That's like, couldn't you really say that Syracuse is going to start 0-2? I feel like that would be insane. Syracuse is going to start 0-2. I don't, I really, I really can't see that happening. I think, I think let's, I'm going to go with 18-17 Syracuse winning. Oh, Yes. Just like the the 2011, I don't know what the score was in the 2011 game, but that was the sickest game ever in the dome. It was like Galloway's senior year with Joel White and like uh, Joe Von Miller, like all those guys, and then the Virginia team had the Brattons, um, and it was just like back and forth, goal after goal in the dome. It was like the biggest crowd in the dome ever. Um, Syracuse mm-hmm. wore the throwbacks. So it was just a fucking sick game. Um, so that is the kind of vibes that I, that I'm going with. Especially with like the shot clock and stuff, I just I think we're getting to uh, eighteen seventeen. Q's uh, Q's right. doing just a little bit better against the the Wahoos than they did against uh, against uh, Army with seventeen goals allowed. Really excited to see what that uh, what that money line and what that spread is. I'm probably gonna take. Uh... <laughs> You know what? I might hop on the Syracuse bandwagon just for this weekend before Notre Dame, you know, really gets rolling. Um, fuck it, I'll th- I'll throw a little bit on the on the Let's money go. line with you. And I think that loss might be sneaky, like value bet of the week. You know what? What is it going to be? Plus two fifty. I mean, it, if our, if the Army line was four and a half for UVA, and then Army beat Syracuse, like it'll the line will probably be two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
these ACCs eating each other. Uh, before yeah. we get into our interview with Dan, um, we have one final segment of the Clout Police. And boy, did this time up nicely that we're recording it on a Monday. Two major events. Um, I'll take the first one. And how we do the Clout, clout Police segment is we have a um, – 25 to life sentence. So whoever is the most egregious offender, you're getting sent to prison 25 to life. And then we have a get out of jail free card. Um, someone that gets to get out of jail free. Stupid bit. I love it. I'm all about it. Evan, I'll kick it over to you. All right. So I wasn't sure what I was going to go with, but then my uh, Instagram story feed was graced with uh, my boy, Scotty Rogers, comparing himself to Cam Newton this weekend. So I don't know if anybody saw the Cam Newton clip, but basically there's a kid at a camp that Cam Newton was coaching at and he was like chirping him saying that he sucks and stuff and that he's a free agent and nobody wants him. Um, and Scotty Rogers went on a, uh, a rant just like kind of about how he constantly gets trolled and things like that. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to get into like it, what he's like too much on the internet, but it's just like, table stakes like anything that he can kind of latch on to and and try to like relate himself to is just like free for him uh so honestly there was nothing more obvious than like cam newton getting trolled by a camper and scotty rogers jumping all over it saying that like they're two peas in a pod uh so i'm gonna throw <laughs> him for the 25 to life um yeah that's that's who's going lock him up beauty uh my my so mine might just be casting a wide net um anyone that came on to humble brag about how uh how much they competed against matt danowski in his career right to jail it's crazy <laughs> every time like you don't you don't hear shit about any of these players being friends and then the second someone retires everybody and i mean everybody comes from the woodworks and says like, not just happy retirement. It's just this walk down memory lane, you know, not many people were fortunate enough to suit up as a teammate, you know, Oh, he was great competing against him. You know, we, we had some Epic battles, like cheers to one of the best. I'm like, where, where the hell was this? Like the entire time, like you're easy, either your friend or you're not, you don't just get a cherry pick this whole clout wave <laughs> as soon as he retires. So 25 to life for everybody that comes out of the woodworks, whether it's Greg Beast, whether it's Matt Donowski. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens when I retire at some point. I want to see, like, hey, we're not fucking friends. Don't you be posting anything <laughs> about that. Um, I'm going to have Tyler make a sick fucking picture of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, put our jerseys in the rafters, Ocello yeah. and Malloy. <laughs> yeah. The Ohio Machine um, rafters. <laughs> yeah so that's my uh that's my 25 to life do you have any get out of jail free cards yeah i'm gonna give uh so i know i talked about everybody being like super annoying on twitter after syracuse lost but i'm gonna give my get out of jail free card to to matt mcmahon uh because he had a pretty funny meme of like kind of like the troll guy crying with like a syracuse sticker on his face and he was saying it was me like rationalizing the loss with things like you don't know how hard it is to mesh talent like this and it's a good thing it's a good game to drop early in the season so i thought that was pretty funny but i'll also use this as an opportunity to say that matt is afraid of the rables and he's too scared to come on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right well you heard it from evan not from me um god great great ricochet shot there yeah i uh <laughs> my mind soft just you know soft sensitive tough guy alert my get out of jail free card is anytime uh, 
Greg Beast uses his son for clout. I love those videos. Like Jack's Beast just looks like he's having the childhood of the century, eating pizza, lifting weights. His dad is a freak, you know, gorilla fucking in there cleaning 500 pounds. And he's just in there right along next side of him. Um, so my get out of jail free card, you know, really stung the sensitive side because normally you're going right to jail. If you post videos of yourself working out, you throw your cute ass kid next to him, just having a great time. I'm all in. So that's my get out of jail free card. Um, but man, dude, this Donowski thing was, was blowing up. Yeah, that was, so, that was great. That was a good one. Everybody. Dude. I, um, um, I feel like we only covered two games. You want, I'm, I might just like read off a few other games. You want to give me your snap reaction? Who's going to win? Yes. All right. I'll just pick a few. Yeah. You ready? First of all, this yes. I can't believe we didn't cover this. Duke Air Force, the Super Bowl. Duke's going to win by eight. Put everything <laughs> to rest. North Carolina high point. That That's happening again? That already happened, didn't it? I think, I think they're playing again. Snap reaction. UNC by five. Oh, shit. Uh, Ohio State Rutgers is a great game. Ohio State by two. And Michigan Johns Hopkins, the battle for last place in the Big Ten. Michigan by one. Oh, shit. Friday Night Lacrosse. Penn State, Maryland. (laughs) Maryland by nine. (laughs) Maryland is going to kick the shit out of them. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a great slate of games. I I didn't realize that. Um, Great podcasting. We were really organized there, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's a great slate. We're just we're just blessed with the with the uh, schedule so far. I gotta say, despite all yeah. the ads. <laughs> Beauty. Well, uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's kick it over to Dan Bucaro, the most politically correct, polite interview. Um, he's he's a college SID's dream. So you can expect this to be one of the least problematic interviews that we'll ever have. Uh, thanks for coming <laughs> on to the show, Dan. Let's kick it over to you. This interview is brought to you by Sideline Swap. The post game is partnering with Sideline Swap with charity auctions. Some of our guests, pros looking to get involved, Nick and myself will be auctioning gear and donating all proceeds to the charity of our choice. My stuff is already up. I already sold some stuff. Nick's stuff should be added pretty soon. I'm just really excited to work with Sideline Swap, and this is such a great cause. When we When we interview guys, a lot of them are... Um, you know, involved with charities and involved in non-for-profits uh, that are somehow tied to the game. And this is just an awesome way for them to give back uh, in a unique way. So just be sure to check out those charity auctions on Sideline Swap. We'll be tweeting out the link, uh, posting the link on Instagram, making it easy for you guys to find. We'll also be featuring gear uh, of our guests. We'll feature some of the gear for Nick and I, even though I'm not sure it'll be that exciting as stuff. Um, also, just be sure to check out Sideline Swap. They're fucking awesome. Uh, not only do they have lacrosse gear, but they have golf clubs, they have gear for skiing, they have hockey stuff. You name it, they probably have it. Um, so super excited to work with them. I think it's going to be a great partnership. Um, and with that, let's kick it over to Dan Bucaro. Postgame is very excited to welcome our next guest. You know him from his stint at Georgetown, where he received every accolade there is to receive for the Big East. He also broke the Georgetown goal record. Then he went on to the MLL, where he had a breakout season this past year, bringing back Rookie of the Year honors. Welcome to the postgame, Daniel Bucaro. Thank you guys for having me. Pumped to be on. What's going on, Dan? Well, welcome uh, a fellow former outlaw. Um, heard a lot, a lot of questionable things about you. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, 
let's just get started right away. Um, so you grew up on Long Island. What was it like growing up on Long Island and, and, uh, and getting involved in lacrosse? That seems like a pretty unique story. Um, yeah, it's not like everyone grows up from Long Island and plays lacrosse. But uh, yeah, so basically, uh, my dad, he played at Cortland. Um, sick brag. And, yeah, sick brag. Party hard. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he got me playing when I was really young, probably four years old. Um, and he was my coach until ninth grade when we started playing with the high school team. Um, and yeah, basically we just like me and all my friends, we stayed together. We didn't play on any travel teams. We stuck with three village and or Melville, um, and just kind of grew up that way and, and just, you know, played together as friends and just had a good time. God, what a unique Wait, story. I'm, from I'm glad Island. you, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up three village cause uh, I'm from Long Island and I have no idea what that is, but I remember all like the Ward Melville, like PAL team was always called three village. What, like, did you guys combine a bunch of towns? I guess three towns. Yeah. I, yeah. I honestly think that's cheating. It is. It kind of is. I mean, Scumbag really alert. Towns. <laughs> so they would also like, beat the shit out of us. Like they'd beat the shit out of everybody. They were loaded. It's, yeah, it we, wasn't fair. We had a good bunch of good guys, uh, especially in my, like my years and younger, um, we had really good teams. And um, basically, it's three towns. It's Stony Brook, Poquot, and Setauket. Um, and we all just grow up. We all go to Warren Melville. We go to two separate um, for junior highs and then six separate elementary schools. Um, and we just play, travel across together. And um, eventually, we meet up in the high school and my uh my elementary school actually got split up so like half went to one junior high and the other half went to the other junior high so um yeah it, it kind of just like works out in the end that's why they try to keep us together when we're really young so we can play together and get to know each other so um that's that's kind of how it is so maybe it is cheating i'm not sure but i guess you can I'd call say it it's that. cheating yeah <laughs> you guys would like beat the kick the shit out of our express team which is like all over long island and then they just yeah. have three towns combined to beat the shit out of us <laughs> we always played the travel team just growing up even like our high school team they would do yeah. a it was like war melville green or patriot elite or something and we would play in all these different uh tournaments just play like tri-state um that I can't remember the philly team but we play like everyone express um, and we just mm. like stay as a town. So it was pretty fun. That must have been really tough to go to different junior high schools um, when you guys had to split <laughs> up there. Uh, glad you was that? overcome that. My high school program folded, you fuck. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we can move on. So with this Three Villages team, uh, are there a lot of recognizable names on there? I don't know shit about Long Island lacrosse. And quite frankly, when the circle jerk gets going, I do everything I can to avoid it. Um, what were some of the big names for this Three Villages? Um, so I play with Christian Mazzone. Um, worst he's, tilt. he's on the archers. What was that? Worst tilt of all time. Oh, worst. He always had that though. <laughs> they wore ankle <laughs> socks that. always. And he's just like a, he's a bulldog dude. He loves getting hit for some reason. Wait, like, is so his bizarre. older brother, is his older brother like the small, the small guy? Yeah. From Providence. He went to army. Did he go to Providence? to Providence? I thought he went to army. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He used to fucking shit on me when we were younger and he was so really? small. It was so fresh. He also used the fucking arrowhead head, which was like the dustiest <laughs> thing ever, but he oh, was actually God. good. Dude, I thought that was, dude, it was sick, I, the arrowhead. 
that was kind of dope. We'll have to cut that from the we podcast should, that you just said that. <laughs> Is that the one with the head that has like the little pinchers on each side? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, imagine getting Whoa. scored on with that head. Like you like have five to retire. Times. Oh, what would God, we, dude. What would we have to do for you to use that in your uh, first season of PLL? Nothing. I, I would use it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. I'm like the worst style of all time. People always shit on me. Challenge accepted. I had pink socks and black cleats for one of my games with the outlaws. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to dig up that picture. I have like a weirdly shaped head. So like my, you know, how like Mazone has the helmet, like anti-tilt second bar syndrome. Yeah. Mine's slanted. So like it's on the right side of my face. Always. I can't get it straight ever. So it looks so bizarre <laughs> every single time I wear a helmet. I try to fix it every year, but then I'm just like, I gave up. Like the little kid that can't figure out his chin yeah. strap, so his helmet's all messed up. That's just been you for the last 15 years. Well, yeah, my sister dropped me on my head when I was a kid, so that probably didn't help. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, have, I have a picture of that I'm. I have a picture I'm thinking <laughs> of that I'm definitely gonna post, comparing it to it. <laughs> she literally like put me in a sleeping bag and like was like spinning me around, and I was like loving it. It was so much fun, and then like let go, and I like hit our chair like our lounge chair like right in the head so you were being was, serious when she said she dropped you on your head yeah i wasn't that young <laughs> i was like probably yeah third grade but yeah you still was, got into georgetown <laughs> yeah i guess lacrosse helped <laughs> yeah buddy you're you're telling me um <laughs> any so hold on any anyone else from this three villages teams besides you and Mazone? oh uh, yeah jack ruckner he uh he went to duke um jake mcculloch tom riley they both went to cornell um mike cerrone he went to richmond um danny nemrov he went to cornell and... jesus no sandra applet <laughs> no yeah <laughs> nice try there's, yeah. a, there's a running joke that we mentioned this kid from nick's high school every episode so yeah we had to slip him in you don't get it yeah we would have whooped your yeah. ass we had you don't listen sandra clearly applet. you don't listen I, boys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't even know about it. My friend told me about it. And then you texted me, Nick, and I was like pretty pumped to go on. God, we got to get our cloud up if he hasn't even heard of it. I know. Fuck. Well, I'm not like – I'm terrible with social media too. So. Oh, well, you're going to have to fix that if you're coming over to the PLL. You're fucked. That's what I've heard. Yeah, you just you just dropped four draft slots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I delete Instagram off my phone for a little bit and Snapchat. <laughs> Just because, like, I don't know. I don't like always being on my phone. Yeah, me neither, for sure. <laughs> totally. Um, Evan, ask him about Ward Melville, because I don't know shit. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you kind of touched on it. But um, I feel like you guys got really good when you were in high school. So, I was wondering, like, I mean, we kind of went through it. Like, who was on your team? I'm assuming all those kids were on your high school team as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, we all got to play together. Uh, for one year, it was or two years, um, but yeah, our our sophomore year, my sophomore year, we went to we were undefeated. We like Garden City and um, and they like beat Loyola Blakefield and a bunch of Maryland teams, mm -hmm. and we went to states and we won states too, which was pretty cool. So we were, we were undefeated in tw 2013, which was uh, it was fun. I mean, they're great guys. I'm still friends with all of them. I see them in the city a bunch and at home too. So uh, we all keep in contact, which is really awesome. Who was your least favorite player on that team? 
<laughs> yeah, Mike's around for sure. <laughs> he's Why is my, that? No, nah, he's my boy. We're always like super competitive, but uh, he's uh, he always pushing me. Like he's always out there training with me. Um, like when I got hurt, like he's always like, "You're gonna be fine. Like just keep training hard. We'll get you back." And uh, he quit lacrosse in college just because he didn't like it anymore. And he still goes out there and trains with me. Like he's like playing defense on me. And I'm like, I don't know why you do this, but thank you. I appreciate it. So he's kind of cute. I like that. That's a cute little story. Sounds like a good friend. It's a bromance. Why are you bashing him? (laughs) Because we always do that. It was a a joke, bro. bro. (laughs) That's what guys do. (laughs) Yeah. There you go, Nick. Well, right, let's so talk. I think go like, ahead, Evan. Oh, go we're ahead. the worst at okay, that. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. We're the worst at that. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to do some signals or something. Like, I don't know. But anyway, we can move on to, you know, going to Georgetown. One thing I wanted to ask you is I, I didn't really realize until I did a little bit of research on you how big of a recruit you were. So I know Georgetown's like an awesome school, a great academic school, and like a, a you know beautiful campus, all that. But definitely not a place that where – you go to win games, especially when you committed there. So kind of want to get, get into why you went to Georgetown when you probably had any pick. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any pick, but, um, I was just kind of, let me guess Syracuse and Notre Dame didn't recruit you. (laughs) They were late. They were really late. Um, that seems to be the running theme every time we have a good player on classic. (laughs) Yeah. I like talked them once each and it it was already too late, but, um, yeah, basically, I, I got recruited pretty late. Um, I did my recruiting visits, like, going into 10th grade and did, waited all 10th grade, did more visits in the summer. And, um, you know, Georgetown, I kind of loved how the campus is – it's pretty easy to get around. You walk everywhere. You have, like, D.C., then you have Georgetown, the town, and then you have campus. So it's just, like, three different areas, which are, are pretty awesome. You're able to – go explore in DC, go to bars and have a good time. And then Georgetown, you got like a little town where, you know, you can kind of step away from things, go on a walk, like just like hang out with your team, like go to Chipotle and stuff. Um, and then you have Georgetown campus, which is just like, it's kind of peaceful. You're able to like find some nice spots where you can just chill and, and relax. And the coolest part is that the stadium's right in the center of campus. So everyone is walking class or, you know, going to get, going to the dining hall, they can just stop by at the game. And, and, uh, we have like a huge hill and we played Denver one year and it was so packed. People were lining up on the fence. They're going on top of the hill and like sitting on the hill. Um, the stands were, were really crowded, even though we have really small stands, but they were crowded. So it, it was probably <laughs> one of my, my cooler games that I've played in. Um, but the coaches and the players are, they're awesome. I mean, they're guys that I would hang out with at home. I, I, we all talk still, like all the grades. I, I hang out with here in the city. I, I text them all the time. We have group chats. We did like a Zoom just to like, get together and talk. Um, but right, yeah, we like, coaches, we're buddies. Yeah, we're buddies. Yeah, we're good buddies. <laughs> and you <laughs> so, considered all of this as a sophomore in, in high school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm going through the recruiting process. I have no clue what I'm doing. They're like what are you interested in? I'm like, I have no clue. I'm just playing like cross and getting by in school. <laughs> so, um, and like no one, none of my friends knew what they wanted to do. We were just like playing sports and fucking around. Like there's nothing we like knew what we were going to do in the future. So, um, 
So you committed your sophomore year? Yeah. And then you had the balls to say that Notre Dame and Syracuse were late talking to you? Yeah. It was like – it was going into junior year. I was going into junior year. The first time I talked to Notre Dame was January of my senior year. (laughs) And I committed a month later. That was such a top five recruit, like, ignorant statement that – that no, that's late. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was my junior it. year. They were already way in the background. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, Must be nice down people's you, door like five minutes before class started the first day. <laughs> yeah, I should have probably thought that one through. Yeah, but that's I don't know. I guess it was kind of I guess where I was, and a lot of people in my grade already committed, so I just kind of felt that way, and um, I didn't feel rushed at all. I wanted to take my time with it. It was just that, like, Coach Warren, he's the man, and Coach Rook and Coach Ward, you know, they, they got me to go to Georgetown. They're awesome dudes, so um, they're funny, and, and it looked like a good spot for me. Well, that, was his first, uh, yeah. that, that, had, that had to be early when Warren was there, right? Like, probably his first year when he recruited you? Yeah, they lost to Lafayette, so I was like, whoa. Like, when <laughs> I first time I went there, I was like, damn. Like, Lafayette just started their program. I think it was their first season ever. And they beat Georgetown. I was like, "Whoa, that can't be true." They were Georgetown was like smoking them. Lafayette like makes a sick comeback and wins <laughs> with like like by one. And me and my dad are like, "What the what the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and Coach Warren came out the field. I was like, I, "I don't know what just happened," but um, you know, I I still felt like I, I felt at home there. So yeah, so. Out. The first two years of your career, uh, they weren't particularly successful. Um, just like as a team, Evan and I have no idea what that's like. Uh, could you shed some light on like the struggle of those first two years? Yeah, you're lucky. Um, it <laughs> was know, luck is one word, but I'd use different <laughs> words. Go ahead. No, for sure. It, the first year was was definitely tough. Um, just like coming from high school and then leaving home and losing every fucking game was horrible. I mean, that's not what you want to do. And I mean, we we were on like a dry season by the team, so that oh. hurt even more. So you couldn't get any of your stress out. You didn't follow that, did you? No, everyone started like breaking it. Like when you guys well. were losing, when you guys lost eight games in a row, you had to start boozing. What are you not Probably boozing before, for? Before that, <laughs> before the eighth game. <laughs> yeah. Um, we lost to Mount St. Mary's too. That was a good one. St. John's, um, I saw I was, when I was doing my research, you guys lost to St. John's. Yeah, we lost a lot. That was those are tough, but yeah, <laughs> I remember like everyone was like, "Are we gonna train? Like, who? What are we? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna transfer or stay?" And honestly, everyone stayed, which was the coolest part. And except for one kid, um, we all stuck it out, which was awesome. And, who didn't stay? Uh, I, who was a sellout? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Well, where, 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 did go? <laughs> where did he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? Nova. Trash him. Trash him. We're not a Nova friendly program. Was it John Clue? No, I can't. I can't say. All right. Good. Well, good for you. Um, anyways, Nick, I like how you named your... the only Villanova player that you could that you could name ever. That's the uh, him and Brian Carolunas. Other than that, I can't tell you anything. John um, Clue is like my class at Nova. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's still playing. Legend has it. He's still there to this day. Just fucking toasting people. Um, but anyways, Dan, you were talking about how miserable your, your, uh, first two years were. Go ahead. Oh yeah. So like, I guess everyone just had like the question, like, I guess like you want to transfer, 
I told my parents after one game, I was like, I want to go home. Like, I want to play for Stony Brook. Like, just get me out of here. Oh, I was God. just like so upset. And Quarter life crisis. Yeah. And it was way <laughs> too early to have that. But at the end of the day, it was a really great learning experience. I learned how to lose a lot. So um, I knew I didn't want to do that again. Sophomore year came and we did it again. So um, even a better <laughs> learning experience. We uh, We went four and ten. So... I think that's when everything started to change. Um, we had some really good senior leadership take over and, and change the program. Did you uh, – so, like, when you were getting ready to go to a game, did you know you were going to lose games going into them? No, I never thought like that. I was Because like, I always wondered, I like, like, you go 4-10, cool. and 10, you know that you know there's going to be a couple games where you just don't have a chance. And I always wondered, like, what the coaches would say and what the players would feel, like, going out just going like, oh, here we go again but you always maintained like all right we can do this and let's be competitive yeah it's just like i don't know it's just something i always go by is just like all right like next game let's go and i mean that kind of that experience helped me um but i remember like a specific memory Hofstra was ranked like pretty high and we just lost to mount st mary's we're on three and like we beat Hofstra. we're going crazy we're like we're back like let's go we're gonna <laughs> go off this year and that was the year we went two and twelve. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're like we, we beat a ranked team. Let's get it. <laughs> and then this year's gonna be a movie, and that movie yeah. was like Schindler's List. So, oh my god, yeah, it was depressing. It was depressing, but learned a lot, and you know, it was good to see where we left the program. Well, anyway, yeah, let's uh, talk about switching the program around because you turned around your junior and senior year. Was there like a specific moment that you can you can reflect back to and be like, oh yeah, like that really kind of turned the tides, or was it just too gradual of a process? Yeah. Um, so basically, after our sophomore year, when we went four and ten, um, the seniors pulled us all in, and they were like, you know, it's like this is it. This is a, like we're done with this shit. It's, this is awful. No, no one's having fun. We're no one cares. No one wants to be here. It's like why don't we just change the program, work our asses off and we have good players. We can do something. Let's, let's do it now. This is the time we can train all summer. You know, we could work pretty hard and um, that that's just kind of where it went. We, we all just started, you know, texting each other, pushing each other over the summer and um, it, it kind of worked out. So I just asked say you guys lifted the dry you... season. Oh yeah. We just, did. Yeah. You lifted the dry season and then you went 11 and that five. actually, <laughs> Well, we went four and ten when we lifted that, but then after that, we were. <laughs> That's a great story. It was a two-year so, process. Yeah. What yeah. was the big change? Is well, we just decided to be good. Like we just, <laughs> hey, this kind of sucks. Let's just be good. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Christ. that's that's how it went. <laughs> no, it was it was a lot of accountability, um, just like over the summer, and when we got back, everyone just started pushing each other, and um, everyone bought in. That was that was the key aspect. And the dry season being lifted. And the dry, this two-year wait period after the right. dry season was lifted. Yeah. That well, was you had to get your feet under cool. you after with a full season of drinking, and then you're ready to go. Yeah, we didn't know exactly. what we were doing because we hadn't done it in so long. So, like, it took some right. time to get into it. That's great. Well, let's uh, – yeah. 
there's there's some rumors that Georgetown doesn't have the greatest nightlife. You briefly yeah. touched on like the different areas as like you have Georgetown to go to Chipotle, you have DC. <laughs> um, do you want to comment on the Georgetown nightlife and clear up any rumors that might be uh, you know floating around that you guys are nerds and don't drink and don't have any fun? Yeah, that Chipotle thing probably didn't help. Um, no, every yeah, team basically, has their Chipotle spot. Don't quell on that. It's a great. It's a great spot um but uh yeah i mean it was it was pretty awesome we had uh one bar that we would always go to that was called chinese disco and our whole team would always get in so it was always a blast that seems a little um, problematic nowadays yeah, wait, get into chinese disco a little bit um what is that like? like these mirrors <laughs> I mean, it was just like a bar i mean nothing cr- I'm, crazy. I'm envisioning something crazy that i don't even yeah. know <laughs> no no it's not like that it's just just a bar and you always like you're there so late you lose the time it's like one of those bars you're just stuck in there and you like eventually you're drinking like you look at yourself there's like mirrors everywhere so you just like end up by a mirror you like look at yourself and you look like absolute dog shit and you're just trash and you like look at your watch and like damn I, i just need to go home like you struck out you got nothing going for you you just need to go home. Wow, it so, sounds like a great a time. <laughs> no, it was, it was great. We, we got rowdy there. We got rowdy. Like Penn State, there was a Penn State bar. So Penn State beat Ohio State one year, and the Cubs won the World Series. And it was like the same weekend. So it was absolutely – everyone was just going crazy and it was like throwing beer. Like it, it was just – it was really fun. So, I mean, there's other – that's not like a good story, but <laughs> there's other, <laughs> other stories that I'm not going to – go into but uh it, it, it was always a fun time and it was where our whole team could go and hang out and you know sometimes the parents would come out after games and stuff and go there for like 10 minutes well it was a really quick. interesting description yeah you know we love it you go there you get trash you look at yourself in the mirror you look dumpy you leave and you strike <laughs> out it was awesome i'm like oh i mean i definitely know that but when people ask me about notre dame i tell them i leave out the part where you strike out and look like a you know big bag of shit so i'll uh, i'll have to coach you through on pitching your school yeah no it was there it's definitely bar school i mean there's like you can party for like a little bit but then there's a lot of neighborhoods so like parents would call cops and stuff so you mostly go to bars which is i I like i eventually like i grew into it and um, i really enjoyed it what about the basketball team was that like i mean that was somewhat out of season so were you guys able to like have a good time with that stuff yeah we, um, we went to a bunch of games um when they upset syracuse i think my freshman year and there was like a bar right outside of there too that we would always go to after the games so kind of worked out everyone would just meet up there um it had like billiard table and um it was just like a good spot after games just to like celebrate and, and hang out but yeah there you guys tailgate I mean, that you guys, you, you crossed over Joe Bucci, right? Yeah. You know Joe? Yeah, he's, like, best friends with my college roommate. Um, he's from Ithaca, too. <laughs> so, like, I know Joe pretty well. I remember my buddy visited him, and they had, like, a sick time for a basketball game. So, that's why I asked. Yeah. They're usually really fun. I mean, we would start drinking pretty early and then go to the game, and, and then you have the, the bar afterwards that we would go to and, and all hang out. So, um, they weren't the best when we were there, but it was still fun to go to. 
So, yeah, um, speaking of, you know, playoffs and having a good time, could you walk us through absolutely shitting on Chris Fake in the quarterfinals? Because that was one of the better uh, performances we've ever seen. So what was uh, what was that all about? Did you go in trying to embarrass him? No, it, it was. It was <laughs> yes, like you that. did. <laughs> no, um, no, he's he's a great defenseman. And, you know, coaches drew up a really good game plan. And, you know, my teammates helped me and. Dude, um, I'm not gonna let you go on this game plan. Come on, did you talk any shit? <laughs> yeah, get out of here. I don't, with that. I don't really talk shit. No. <laughs> yeah, it was. He was. I mean, like he was super nice too. Like he was like really good game, and you know, I, I said the same to him. But I mean, like he's a stud. I mean, he's covered the best guys in college across. You know, but not you. Since he got you made there. him look like a clown, which never has been happened. You know. That's never been done to me every fucking game I play. So <laughs> just know this is a safe place. You don't have to give the SID answers of like, yeah, you know, he's great. We went in with a great game plan. You didn't say one word of shit. No, yeah. I don't I don't talk shit usually unless I get pretty fired up. But um yeah, I I, I don't like unless the guy's just being a total dickhead, then I'll I'll probably get in their face. But Do you have um, an example of that? Who's who is the biggest dickhead defender you've ever played against? I, I, I mean, in the summer, it was literally, he wasn't even a dickhead. I played horrible in this beer league. And I went <laughs> so hard out for some reason. I was like, just so. I, was, I think I was coming back from an injury or something, and I was like, thought I was gonna be like back to normal. I was playing horrible. I was so mad at myself. And then the guy like hit me after the whistle. So I'm just like chirping him, like like screaming in his face. There's like parents on the sideline. And like I don't know why, but parents would go to these games for some reason. It was <laughs> it was kind of weird. But um, I guess it's a Long Island thing. And I'm just like yelling at him, and they're all from Stony Brook. They're all these Stony Brook kids. So they're all just ganging up on me. And they're like, You actually haven't done anything. Like you you don't even have like a point. You're doing horrible. And they're just Shitty on me, like way better because I'm the worst trash talker of all time. I can't even remember what they said because I kind of blacked out. <laughs> I don't, I probably said something so stupid that like I wouldn't even want to repeat. I mean, one of my buddies, he uh, he's probably worse than me at trash talking. His friend got like cheap shotted and he like pushed the kid, and the kid turns around. And he's like, Hey, better not do that again. And the kid was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what are you saying? I got to shout him out. Drew, Drew Abate, that's that's all you, buddy. But I, I'm, I'm next to that. I'm, I'm right Do you there. Have... So if I said something like that, it, it would like, I wouldn't doubt myself saying something like that. I probably said something to that kid and I looked like an idiot. So do you have uh, any cringeworthy chirps that you remember that you're like, fuck, I really wish I didn't say that? No, I don't. I usually like when I start chirping, like I just kind of black out a little bit and just don't think. But yeah, they're probably all stupid. <laughs> I, I I can't really think off the top of my head. Like I said, I'm not that smart. So lacrosse got me into Georgetown. Like that's that's all I got. I can't. Yeah. Really, can't the really glasses think threw me off. I thought you. I'm be not a quick, witty. Quick thinker. <laughs> no, no, I'm not witty. I wish. People have talents, and that's not that's not one of mine. All right, so. Do you, we, uh... We can get into some uh, – oh, Nick, what were you going to say? Because I was going to go to our next question. Yeah, I was just going to say, is there is there one Georgetown moment that sticks out above all the rest as your favorite? Um, 
it sounds like you just went around campus being polite to everybody that you ever played against. Um, anything that stuck out as like the best? Yeah, I mean, probably winning Biggie's championship my my senior year that was pretty fun. Um, just had some injuries before that. I I tore my ACL my junior year, tore my meniscus my senior year, and we were able to win. And, um, that was just like that was a pretty special moment for me because I missed out on the Biggie's championship my junior year and the playoffs my junior year and then senior year like i was lucky to play and and we were and we won and was able to play in the tournament so i was pretty excited just going from those first two years to being dog shit like you guys were saying and um you know not having too much fun and then you know seeing a program change uh while you're there is is pretty cool and being a part of it and able to play in it was probably one of the more special moments in my life. So I was pretty pumped about that one. Acceptable. You know what? We'll just, we'll call that acceptable. So let's move on a little bit to your, uh, to your MLL career. Um, when you were coming out of college, tell us about why MLL and just a little bit about like that draft process. Cause to be honest, I don't know much. I, I think I, uh, I was already in the PLL and, you know, Evan already was done with his career by about two years at that point. So uh, walk us through that process. Um, so basically, I was drafted in MLL first, and then I wasn't drafted by the PLL. Um, so it was kind of easy for me to make my decision. But um, I actually I talked to one of your boys, Max Adler, and um, he, he kind of pumped up the outlaws. And, He's a big friend know. of the program, by the way. He listens to every episode and texts me every Tuesday when it's released. So what's up, Max? Let's go. Max is the man. I'm actually going to see him in uh, in Florida, I think, at the end of March. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to see him. But nice. Thanks yeah, he's a good invite. dude. Yeah, I'll tell Max about you. Got it. Yeah, he's, I'll just probably been friends with you longer than he's been friends with me. <laughs> yeah. Evan can sit on his thumb. So you were talking to Max about uh, about the outlaws, and he was hyping the boys up. Oh, hyping the boys up! Yeah, he he was just saying like they're really interested in me, and you know how cool of a you know unit they were, and they always go out have a good time. There wasn't a bunch of me guys, and um, you know they they really just like to have fun, you know, work hard, play hard after games. So it was kind of an easy decision for me. Um, didn't have the opportunity to go PLL and um, you know, one coach reached out to me after the Yale game, but I was already set on going to play for the outlaws. You committed early to Georgetown and committed early to the outlaws. I did not commit early to the outlaws. I didn't even play my first year. Um, I was just like, it nice. seems more like, it seems like a good team and um, really good group of guys. So, um, and you know, like you, you played for them. It's, it's a bunch of good dudes and great organizations. So I did um, not play my first year. So that's, that's something we can't relate on. You can talk to Evan about that. <laughs> I didn't play my first or my second year. <laughs> and then my third year never that's happened. <laughs> no, outlaws are, uh, outlaws are a hell of an organization. Um, do you want to comment? Cause one of the, one of my favorite moments of the MLL bubble was Max Adler saying we would die for this championship during a pandemic. That's killing a bunch of Americans. Uh, did you give him a bunch of shit for that? Dude, that's all he said. He would just like call me and be like, I'm going to die for a championship. I'm like, 
dude, I don't really know you yet, but <laughs> sure, let's go. Let's I just want to go for the record. I I wouldn't die for a championship. I would <laughs> I would prefer to live. So Max, you know, good for you. Um, and then you know Max though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so Max. I could beat you in wrestling. Um, yeah, and also, so you're welcome for paving the way. You know, I put blood, sweat, and BAC so that you could see Adler almost die in 140 degree heat. Um, what the hell was that about? Like, did he just have, you know, <laughs> a tough go on the sidelines? Like, could you walk us through like what the team was doing when, when that was going, that was happening? Well, I didn't even like realize at first, like, I, like when I play, I don't really think that much. I just kind of play and, um, people started like talking about it at halftime and I was like, what's going on? Like, where is he? And you just like see him in an ice bath cause he was just overheating. He's just like sitting there like shaking and like he was it was really serious it was pretty bad um he went i think he went straight to the hospital and he was um, dying so for the good. championship then, yeah, yeah he was literally, putting his money where his mouth <laughs> like you almost died for the championship it wasn't even championship it was still like the first round every game <laughs> so, counts <laughs> yeah he was he was putting it all out there but yeah he he like overheated and um the best part was like he was like snapchatting us and when he's getting like IVs, like I'll be back tomorrow. Like we had a game the next day. Like comes back, try to play. And we're like, dude, just relax. Like t- <laughs> take your time here. But in- Max is Max, and he's built different and wants to play always. And like you said, he's willing to die for a championship. So um, yeah, he Whoa, it was it was pretty it was pretty insane. But that was pretty tough for him. Yeah, second best moment of the MLL bubble was watching. Literally, I think it was like. I can't even remember who it was, but the most vicious hit I think I've ever seen in a lacrosse game. Oh, that was my uh, buddy. Was that? Bad oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. He played a year at Notre Dame. Um, yeah. Did that was such a big hit that did that even fire the boys up, or was it like, ooh, he might actually be dead? I I actually was concerned at first. That was the biggest hit I've ever seen. I think he demolished him and. Everyone started going crazy. Our coach started going nuts. Yeah, Ken. He needed to, like, cool down. At, yeah, he needed to cool down at halftime, too. They had to put, like, him in, like, an ice bath. <laughs> it was, it was the so coaches funny. were in ice baths at halftime? Dude, he was going – he actually got lightheaded. He was going insane. He was like, that was a sick fucking hit. And then their coaches started chirping us. And then Rex Road started chirping them. And I was just, like, standing there. I was, like, watching everyone chirp each other. I was like <laughs> – did anyone just see it? Like that kid on the ground still. Like, someone help him, please. Everybody <laughs> was yelling back and forth over a dead body. Well, he was clean. The other guy's like, no, it's not. I'm like, this guy's on the ground, not moving. Like, <laughs> we can argue God, about the semantics back. later. Get a pulse. <laughs> yeah. He came back and scored like three or four goals, though. I don't know how, but kid's a monster. Damn, good for him. Uh, yeah. Last Outlaws question I'll ask. Um, Mikey Schlosser, John Cohen, Matt Bocklet, John Grant Jr. Uh, please power rank them based on who you'd want to have a beer with. Oh, wow. Wait, can you say that again? So it's Grant, Cohen, Schlosser. Who's the fourth? Bocco. Coach Bocklet. Um, Damn. My top two right now are Grant and Mikey just because – Wow, I was probably closer sorry, with John. them. I know, I'm sorry, guys, but I was closer with them just playing with them. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go, probably go Grant because he's got a lot of good stories. And I mean, he's been in the league forever, so he's probably got some pretty hysterical stories. And then, uh, then Mikey, 
uh, I don't want to put someone last, but I guess Bocklet then Cohen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know. I wasn't, I, I only knew them for so little and, you know, they were both great to me, but, um, you know, because maybe I'd switch it off to get the known better, but, uh, yeah, I just think Grant, Mikey's just a cool dude. You know, Mikey, you just go with the flow, dude. Unfortunately and, I do. Yeah. The kid's a legend. All right. So you hate John Cohen. Good to know. Um, did you know that he was uh, a boss at uh, a college internship that I had? I did not know that. Oh, hell yeah. We were working for an e-commerce company called Tons of, and we were doing um, vendor acquisitions. Um, so it was it was awesome. We would just be calling, like calling vendors, getting them to sign up for our e-commerce platform. And then at about noon, we would go and have a, an hour and a half lunch and just talk nothing but lacrosse. So shout out John Cohen for being the best internship boss that I ever had. <laughs> I might have to switch my order up after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's a beauty. He's, he's one of the greatest. Like I, I think he's the best lacrosse mind, like under the radar that, that lacrosse has ever seen. He was able to manufacture some ridiculous playoff runs out of rosters that weren't nearly as talented as, as, uh, you know what we were going against so big shout out to john cohen for that um and then we can move on a little bit from the outlaws i know you know we could talk about that for hours <laughs> but uh what were your initial thoughts on uh, on the merger and like what was the general mll sense as far as like what the pll was doing um i i don't know like it was kind of weird for me because i didn't know what i was doing and um, I wanted to see what everyone in the Outlaws was doing first. And, um, you know, if they all stayed, I, I probably would have stayed. But, um, you know, the, the news came out. It was pretty shocking. I had no clue it was going to happen. I don't think anyone did. But, um, yeah, I was just like, you know, what? It's, it's, it is what it is. Just move on. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm able, I was able to play in, in this league too. So um, just I'm excited to play and just get back on the field and, you know, hopefully get drafted and, and I'm able to play. Yeah. I think you're safe to, to play, man. Uh, but uh, when you do get drafted, can you give us, a, you haven't said anything controversial yet, but what is one team that you don't want to be on? <laughs> I guess the team with a bunch of me guys, I'm not, I'm not really name a them. fan of that. Name them, name that team. <laughs> You know the team? What what team is it? Starts with an A, ends with an S. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, I don't know, they're going full uh they're going full, you know, wholesale on getting rid of everybody on their roster. So you know, we, we know who yeah, you're I, referencing, you know, referencing there. So don't worry. Our our yeah. listeners will know well that we are we'll not a slander podcast. <laughs> All right. And now give it give us a team that you'd like to play on play on. Um, I mean, like, it'd be cool to play with Mazone again. Um, I talk, I've talked to Schreiber too. He, he's really nice. He's just been helping me with, I mean, he's helping, I think all the MLL guys, you know, move into, um, the, the PLL. So, um, you know, it, it'd be cool to play for, I think the archers, water dogs would be really cool. Their coach is awesome. And, and so is the archers coach. Um, yeah, I don't, honestly, like, I don't care. It's, as long as it's a bunch of good group, like good dudes, and you know you want to have fun and, and just put, you know you're just playing lacrosse. It's it's you know it's not my it's not my full time job, but 
um, you know, I like to play and, and, and have fun out there. You know, we're, we're going to need you to tone it down here. You know, we, we've had a lot of controversial figures and, and answers like that. You know, I just don't want you to cancel yourself. So please don't be so uh, so reckless with your answers. Um, but in regards to the PLL, I've noticed a pretty gaping hole in your social media game. Um, do you plan on picking that up? Because you're going to get the narrative push that you were undersized, under-recruited, had to overcome a bunch of obstacles, and now are the pinnacle of the sport. Surprisingly, everyone in the PLL has had that exact same trajectory. So what uh, what are your thoughts on upping your PLL game and pushing the narrative? Um, I mean, I don't really care. If people tell me to post, like I'll post. But um, yeah, Does that it's, include it's- us or is that just PLL? You want me to post? I'll post. Like, I'll post about the podcast. I'll give you a shout out. I don't oh, have that many yeah. followers, but like a very oh. risque picture saying promote <laughs> the podcast, like you in your underwear or something. All right, sure. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm I'm too hairy for that. That wouldn't look good. That would, no one would watch. <laughs> okay, good. Good to know. We'll we'll stop there. All right. So <laughs> there's a fun fact. No social media. Game. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean. I don't really care about social media. If they want me to do stuff, whatever. Were you pissed that you didn't get that MVP of the bubble this summer? No. <laughs> yes, you were, care. dude. Don't lie. Yes, you were. There were rumors so, going around that you crushed. were like throwing shit in the locker room <laughs> and you said, I don't care that we didn't win the championship. I care that I didn't win the MVP. Is that true? Yeah, I was just crushing beers. Just for saying that over and over again right after the game. It was, yeah, I was devastated. <laughs> Yeah, we have a quote here that Max Adler texted me saying, Dan wow. Bucaro's in the locker room saying, fuck <laughs> this, I don't care, it's all about me, me, me. Why aren't you guys as good as me? Uh, do you remember yeah. saying that? Yeah, and then I, I went on social media and just started posting photos of myself too. So Nice, good. That was my next move. All yeah. right, so so we do have a little budding PLL career here. Um, <laughs> well, either way, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up a little bit. As you know, we are... Um, we partnered with a great sponsor sideline swap and uh, we're getting all of our lockers set up Um, again. You know, we always say, you know, stay tuned for more details, but we are really getting it finalized. Um, You know, have you, uh, have you heard about the sideline swap partnership and do you plan on opening up a locker and getting all that stuff dialed in? Yeah. Yeah. I totally am. I'm planning on doing that. I'll probably throw a pair of gloves and and a helmet up there. Um, See what else I got in, in my bag, but uh, I got a lot of leftover equipment, so might as well. Do you well have a, uh, a charity of choice cost. that these uh, that the funds are going to go to? Um, not right now, but um, I'm sure I do. I just can't think off the top of my head. I could just talk to some friends and family, um, and just see you know where I would want to donate to. But any donation would be fine as of now. But um, yeah, just wanted to throw some stuff up there, and you know, hopefully, it goes to a good cause. Great guy. Beauty. Well, uh, another another uh, point of, of just being a good guy, donating to charity, doesn't matter which, as long as it's a good cause. Won't say a bad thing about anyone. <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, beauty. Dan Bucaro, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, thank you for uh, taking the time. Uh, hopefully, I'll be meeting you sooner rather than later. And, um, yeah. Listen, uh, really appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for jumping on, man. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.
Thank you to Dan Bukara for hopping on. Really appreciate you taking the time. And as always, thank you very much to our sponsors, Sideline Swap, Red Truck Beef Jerky, and Ammonia Sport. Need any help with the promo codes? Let us know. Get out there, buy some shit, and uh, we'll see you next week.